there! Thanks for listening to the Elevate Christian Church podcast. We exist as a church to connect people with God and each other. Today's message comes to us from our lead minister and preacher, Kevin Barton. We hope this inspires you, grows you, and challenges you in your faith and your walk with Jesus. Enjoy! Uh, we're going to continue uh, with our series entitled Gone Fishing. Uh, and what we're doing for the summer is we're looking at these stories or these parables or these events that center around the life of Jesus, but they also involve fish uh, or fishing. Um, this past summer, uh, my family and I went to Orange Beach, Alabama uh, for vacation, and, and we got <clears throat> one of those Airbnb, uh, like little houses that you can rent, uh, and I, I got to admit, when I, didn't, I, don't do, I don't order anything. I, you know what? I've never ordered anything on Amazon. Can you believe that? Not one thing. My wife does all of that. Um, so uh, her and my mother-in-law found this place. And I got to admit, when we got there, I was a little disappointed uh, because when I go to the beach, I want to be on the beach. Um, I don't want to be like a block away. And, and we were like across the street. Um, but what was remarkable was that we, the house that we were in uh, was right on the Cotton Bayou. Uh, and the particular house that we had had its own little uh, private fishing pier, its own little fishing area. And so when we, when we got there, uh, my boys love everything about fishing. Uh, that's the first place we went, right to that pier. Uh, and they wanted to start fishing immediately. And I said, well, you can't really catch fish if you don't have any bait. So we're going to have to find a bait shop and kind of talk about what to use here because this is way different fishing than I'm used to. And they said, well, what about the cast net? Uh, we had brought with us uh, a cast net. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these things used. Um, part of me wanted to, like, have someone sitting in the front row and, and throw the net. But you, these things are really heavy. And that if I hit them in the eyeball, they might go blind. Um, so I'm not going to throw it uh, for, for one of many reasons. One is I can't throw this very well. Um, if you've ever watched someone use one of these, um, it looks really, really easy, um, but uh, things aren't always as they appear. It's a little difficult. There's a, there, there's a, a few things you've got to learn to be able to throw this. So uh, they said, let's get the cast net out. And so I got it out, and, and I threw it, and it was a, a disaster. Uh, my other two boys tried it, and it was a disaster. So then my oldest son, Jay, who was 13 at the time, um, he got this thing out, and he put it up on his shoulder like you're supposed to, and he'd been watching YouTube videos. And so he threw this thing out into the cotton bayou, and it was just beautiful, just picturesque. And it sank down, and he yanked on the, on the rope, and lo and behold, he caught a fish on his first cast. Um, so Jay, my son, is forever known as the cast net master uh, in the Barton household. The parable that we're going to talk about this morning is often called the parable of the net. Um, and it's, it's a parable told by Jesus. Uh, remember last week we talked, the, we talked about the famous fishers of men passage. And we said that, hey, Jesus has commissioned all of us, not just the preacher, but all of us to be fishers of men and women. And so this parable that we're in today is going to go right along with that theme. 
And so it feeds into this idea that our goal in this life, our mission while we're here on this earth, the thing that gives us drive and purpose is to witness to as many people as possible the name Jesus Christ. And so the parable that we're going to be in is a short parable, which you're going to like because short parables make for short sermons. Um, And so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of read it quickly, and then we're going to go back through it and and chit-chat for a few minutes. So if you have your Bibles, we'll be in Matthew chapter 13. Uh, You'll hear this parable referred to as the parable of the net or even the parable of the dragnet. So Matthew 13, and we're going to pick up in verse 47. Before we begin, I just want to uh, remind you that this is red letters. This is direct words from Jesus himself, okay? So Matthew 13, pick up in verse 47. Jesus says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like... Now, let's just stop right there for one second, because you're going to see this phrase when Jesus speaks several times in the New Testament. You're going to hear him say over and over again, the kingdom of heaven is like. Whenever you see that phrase, it tells you that Jesus is about to tell a parable. He's about to tell a a story. Now, parable defined is a simple story to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. Um, I would say it like this. A parable is an earthly story that has to do with earthly things, but has a deeper heavenly meaning. And so this is what Jesus is doing. He's teaching this story, uh, and he's going to have a heavenly meaning with the story. So he says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea, and gathered fish. Now, what kind of fish were were gathered here? Every kind. It's important to remember that. Gathered fish of every kind. Didn't matter. If you had fins and scales, you were gathered. Verse 48. And when it was full, the men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers. That's the good fish, the fish they wanted to keep. But threw the bad ones away. Okay, so there's the earthly story. It's a very simple story. Guys using a net, they catch all kinds of fish, and then they go back and they're, they're keeping the good ones, and they're throwing the bad ones away. Now here comes the deeper spiritual heavenly meaning, verse 49. So it will be at the end of the age when Jesus comes back. Second coming. So it will be at the end of the the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, so this is a very short parable, but this parable, like all others, have a, a, a significant spiritual meaning. So I want you to think about this for a second. Uh, three main things in this parable. You have the sea, you have the net, and you have the fish. So in this story, the sea represents our world. It's a deep, dark world. Evil runs deep in this world. It's a, it's a hard place to live because it's tainted by sin. 
And so you've got this picture of this dark world, this sea. The net in the parable is simply throwing out the gospel message into the world. It's simply just wherever you can, throw the net out. Okay, so that's the net in the parable. And the fish in the parable is mankind, all mankind, evil people and righteous people, all of us. And so when you start to dissect this parable, it's really about two things. It's about evangelism and it's about judgment. All right, so the evangelism part is throwing the net out, throwing the gospel out into this lost, dark world. Um, Much like those of you who are well-churched, the parable of the sower, right? The sower doesn't do anything but throw the seeds out. All right, and some lands on good soil, some lands on rocky soil, some lands but on, in the thorns. But the, the, the whole premise is just cast the seeds, just throw the seeds. And so instead of using seeds, in this parable, Jesus is using um, the net. And so that's the evangelism part, just cast it out into the world. But this passage also, as you may pick up on, deals with the judgment of a righteous God. And it says that there will be a separating when Jesus comes by God, by Jesus, Jesus and by the angels of saved people or good fish and unsaved people or what is deemed as bad fish. And at the end of this passage, it, we're told that unsaved people, unregenerated hearts, those people will eventually receive the wrath and the judgment of God. Now, something that I want you to understand, church, is this, is that evangelism, like winning people to the Lord, evangelism, and judgment are always kind of linked together. So I want you to think about this. The reason we're told to go into the world, or one of the reasons that we're told to go into the world and to evangelize, that is to tell people about Jesus, is so that they too can put their faith, hope, and trust in him and escape judgment. And this is a free gift. We're we're told over and over again in scripture, it is a free gift from God to those who accept it. Those who are prideful and rejected and don't accept him as savior, well, there's judgment. There's this sorting and this separation that occurs. I want to be very clear. This is not human judgment we're talking about. This is judgment from a divine, pure, holy, blameless, mighty God. And I think this parable in and of itself takes a little pressure off of you and a little pressure off of me when it comes to evangelism. And so what I want to do is I want to share two truths real quickly from this parable. Both of these truths take an immense amount of pressure off of our shoulders. And we're going to just jump right in. Here's the first truth I want you to know. We are not called to sort. Let me say that again. We are not called to sort. What are we called to do in the parable? Just throw the net. That is, that, that is it. It is not our responsibility to determine or to try to figure out who is really saved and who is unsaved. It's not our right to do that. It's, that is only the, the, the role of Jesus and God. We don't get to sort. We just cast. Look at verse 48. 
When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw the bad away. So we got to pause here and, and, and ask ourselves, well, who are the men in this parable? Well, the men sorting, it's not us. The answer comes in verse 49. So it will be at the end of the age when Jesus comes with all of his angels here, the angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous. So here's essentially what Jesus is saying. He's saying, listen, you just cast the net and you catch them. I'll worry about sorting them out. That, that Jesus and the angels will sort out at the end who really is a Christian and who really isn't a Christian. But it's not our role. It's not our responsibility. Um, look at what Jesus says a few chapters earlier. Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 21. He says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so in America, if you did a survey, uh, surveyists tell us that 70% of Americans identify as born-again Christians. So seven out of every ten people. Well, we can kind of look around at the way people act and, and look around at the churches in our, our country shrinking and look around and, and not seeing Jesus and realize that seven out of every ten people are not living like Christians, right? Um, and so not everyone who says, yeah, Jesus is my Lord. Yeah, I know Jesus. Of course I believe in Jesus. Not everyone will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So, again, there are a lot of people who say that they're Christians, but they may not be. However, it is not our job to sort that out. It is his job. So I want you to think about it. If we do this thing right, man, we just cast the net. And when it's all said and done, Jesus will do both the sorting and the saving. As hard as you may try, you cannot save anybody. Because you don't have the blood, because you're not Jesus. As hard as I may preach and as hard as I may try, I cannot save anybody. Only Jesus does that. Uh, before I was on staff here at this church, I've been on staff here for now 20 years. Um, when I was a young man uh, in my late 20s, I just worshiped here. Uh, and this is when we were over in the little brick building out front, and we didn't have, you know, this was just a field. Uh, and this was like a little country church back then. Hiram wasn't a very big city. Um, and I remember, I, I just really liked it. And, and I remember the first time I went to the bathroom here, which is a really weird thing to remember, I know, but I've got a point. Um, so I walk into the bathroom over there. And somebody had put a sign up, and it, you could tell it was off, like it was printed off paper, but they put it in a frame. And it, it just caught my attention, and, and I've never forgotten, forgotten it. And the sign simply said this, Fishers of men, you catch them, and God will clean them. You see, Jesus does all the saving and all the sorting. And so for us, that should take an immense amount of pressure off of you when it comes to evangelism. All we have to do is throw the net. That's it. Jesus does the rest. So I want you to notice, though, that we are called to cast out a net, not to use a fishing pole. <clears throat> have you ever gone out early in the morning or late in the evening and stood on the bank of a creek 
or on the bank of a river, and it's just you and you've got your fishing pole. Man, those are some of the greatest times, right? Where you, where you take a pole and a hook and some bait, and you just stand there and you're trying to catch a fish. When we think of fishing, that's what we commonly think of. Well, so th- when we fish like this, when we do that, that, ty- that style of fishing is when we bait a particular hook for a certain kind or a certain species of fish that we're hoping to get. All right, so imagine you're standing there uh, on, on the bank of a creek or a river and you want to catch a trout. Well, the best thing I've ever found to catch a trout is power bait. I can't get any other fish to bite except trout on power bait. Now, if I don't want to catch trout, maybe I want to catch a largemouth bass. So the best thing to use for me is a plastic worm, Mardi Gras swamp crawler. You get that thing out there and start jigging and, and you might catch a bass. If you were using chicken liver, what type of fish might you want to be catching? A catfish, all right? A lot of people use little night crawlers because they want to catch panfish or bluegill. Um, I've got some friends of mine who fish with live minnows because they are targeting crappie. So when we fish like that, here's what we do. We pre-sort out what kind of fish we want to catch before we go fishing. And hear me. Many people do this when it comes to our responsibility to be fishers of men. We kind of presuppose what kind of person is even worthy to hear about Jesus Christ. Like we may say, oh, that's a young family. They, they seem to have it all together. They're, they're, they're really nice. They talk well. Of course they deserve I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast that net and invite them to church and tell them about Jesus. Or when we say, you know, uh, we really love homeschool moms because, you know, their kids are more well-behaved. And, and, and so we want to cast that in. Listen, I'm not dogging homeschool moms. I'm married to one, right? But those are the kind of people we want in church. Or we may say, well, that, that's a nice, calm person who will be well-behaved. Or that's a successful businessman or a successful businesswoman. Of course we want them in, in, in our church. But we really don't want to go fishing for certain types of people. I don't see a lot of people fishing for drug addicts, alcoholics, gay people, poor people. We just kind of want to sort out what we want to catch before we're going to cast that gospel net. But I'm here to tell you this parable does not allow us to do this. Because this is not what Jesus called you and I to do. So there's this different style of fishing. I've never done it. I want to try it uh, someday uh, where you don't use any bait at all. Uh, You use a net. It's called seine fishing. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you put on waders or boots and and you get a net and you put a stick on one end and your buddy puts a stick on the other end and you actually get in the creek and you start walking upstream with the net. And what happens is everything that's swimming downstream gets caught in the net. Well, you catch a lot more fish this way. But this kind of fishing, using this kind of net, is going to collect everything. Good and bad, litter and junk and crawdads and turtles and everything you can imagine. But it's also going to make sure that it doesn't miss any of those contents in that body of water you're fishing in. And so what Jesus is trying to show us in this message, in this parable, 
is that his message, the gospel, is more like a dragnet when it goes out into the world. He's not trying to bait his message to a select group of people. He wants to cast a wide net. He wants us to cast a wide net with our lives. You see, it's not my responsibility. It's not your responsibility to save the drug addict, to save the alcoholic, to save the prostitute, to save the reprobate. Only Jesus and his blood can do that. However, it is our responsibility to cast that gospel net in their direction and not ignore them and not judge them. So we catch them. He sorts them. Second truth is simply this. We are not called to judge. It's not our position to judge people. Look at Matthew 13, 49 and 50 in our text. As he ends this parable out, he says, So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them, that's the evil, into the fiery furnace, Into that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, what is the fiery furnace in the text Jesus is referring to? Hell. Yeah. Hell is a place of judgment, right? God's judgment on an unholy world. So I would say this. We don't have the power to save anyone. We don't have the responsibility to sort anyone. And we don't have the right to judge anyone. Judgment is reserved for a holy God, not us, not you. Now, I know some of you try, very, I've seen your Facebook post, you try very diligently to judge this world, right? But it's not your right or your responsibility, and it's not my right or my responsibility. You know, we can't save anyone, but you know what else we can't do? You can't send anyone to hell. The only person in this room that I can send to hell is me. That's it. The only person that you can send to hell in this room is you. It's a, it's a personal choice. And so our judgment doesn't really matter. It's reserved for a holy God. Simply not our responsibility. <clears throat> Remember what Jesus said a few chapters back in Matthew chapter 7. Uh, it's a very well-known verse of scripture. Uh, Matthew 7, 1 and 2, he says this, judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you used, it will be measured to you. In other words, if you're a hypercritical person, just all super judgmental, very critical of people, and you're constantly judging, that's the standard that God will use on you. But if you love people and have mercy and grace, that's the standard of judgment God will use on us. Uh, It is simply not our place to judge people. It's our place to love people, period. Now, we don't judge people because we don't really know what's going on in everyone's lives. Only God knows that. Uh, Dr. Chuck Swindoll is an a, is a incredible pastor, writer, um, and he had something happen to him that kind of illustrates this point I'm trying to make. Um, he tells of being invited to a, a Christian camp for a week. It was like a family camp uh, where he was the keynote speaker. Well, the first day he was there, 
a man approached him and said man, how, how much he looked forward to finally seeing Dr. Swindoll speak in, in person. He's been waiting for this. It's, it's kind of been a desire of his, and he, he just cannot wait to see him uh, speak. Well, that evening, as Swindoll got up to speak, he noticed that man was sitting in the front row. But about five minutes into his message, the man was sound asleep. I'm talking like sleeping like a dead man's sleep. And, and Swindoll thought to himself, well, you know, maybe that guy's had a long day. It's the first day, and he traveled lots of miles to get here, so he kind of blew it off. Well, the next night, the man sat in the front row. Five minutes into the sermon, boom, he was asleep. Third night, boom. He was asleep. He could, Dr. Swindoll said, I could feel my exasperation with this man growing. Well, on the last night after he was done speaking and the man had fallen asleep, the man's wife came up to Dr. Swindoll and apologized for her husband's inattention to the messages. And she explained that he had been recently diagnosed with a very aggressive terminal cancer. And that the medication that he was taking for his pain to ease his pain made him extremely sleepy. But it had been a lifelong ambition to hear Dr. Swindle speak before he died. And he had now fulfilled that goal. You see, we just never really know what a person's going through. So it's not up to us to judge them. I think it was the uh, famous rap artist, Tupac Shakur, you didn't think I was going to quote him in church, did you? <laughs> Tupac Shakur that said these words, Only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. Now, I don't know where Tupac stood theologically or where his standing was with Christ, but he was right. Only God can judge him. Only God can judge you. Only God can judge me. And only God can judge those in the world. The whole heart of this parable is that we just throw the net out to everybody and anybody that we come in contact with. Good people, evil people, white people, black people, young people, old people, gay people, straight people, sober people, drunk people, on and on we could go. We throw the net out and catch the fish. Jesus will sort them, save them, and judge them accordingly. How much different would the American evangelical church look if we spent all our time casting and none of our time judging? You would see growth that, 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 that would be unprecedented. But for whatever reason, we tend to do the opposite, don't we? We first judge a person and kind of pre-sort whether we're even going to introduce the gospel to them. Jesus says, hey, don't do that. Just throw the net. You throw it, I'll sort it. That's it. Don't judge, just throw. And so I want to challenge you. Uh, we, and, and we always talk, oh, and, and if you're well-churched, you know this. We always talk about being salt and light. You got to be salt of the earth. You got to be light of the world. Salt and light, salt and light. And we'll go to 45 different small groups and Bible studies and we'll sit around about being salt and light. My question is when are we actually going to do it? 
When are we actually just going to be kind and compassionate and loving to everybody we come in contact with? When are we actually going to be salt and light? When are we actually going to start casting the net into the deep waters of this world and just not talk about it? And so my challenge for you is very, very simple. Cast your nets this week into this deep and dark world. However, you got to have the right net. Unfortunately, this is where most people in the church land. Yeah, i got a net. I belong to the club. My grandfather was a Christian. Yeah, I believe. I don't really go to church much. Uh, I might watch online every now and then, or I might come back. But yeah, yeah, of course I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, a, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's be fishers of men. If you took this thing to the Chattahoochee River and you were trying to catch your dinner, guess what? You're, you're, you're going to go hungry, right? We've got, so take a look at this picture here coming up. This is what Jesus is talking about. Casting a wide net. And we don't know. We're going to catch good people. We're going to catch bad people. We're going to catch righteous people. We're going to catch unrighteous people. It doesn't matter who we catch. We bring them in, and Jesus does the rest. And so may we quit sorting, pre-sorting. May we quit judging, and may we start loving. May we cast the net, the love of Christ, into this deep, dark world. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast today. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate or partner with us in what God is doing here, check out our website at elevatecc.com. Until next time, God bless you and thanks again.